captain on deck from inside the simulacra captain hicks here we got uh, a big day this is kenobi day uh this is the prologue to kenobi and you know we got a lot of you know pent up anticipation you know we had the uh the original um kenobi that uh you know, 1977 and Alec, Sir Alec Guinness. And, uh, you know, we all loved Obi-Wan, you know, he was, he was the, the, he initiated Luke Skywalker into being a Jedi. You know, he was, he was very instrumental in the story. And then, you know, we had the, the long, uh, gap from, from episode one, new hope to Phantom Menace, and we got reintroduced to uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, you know, Ewan McGregor, he's one of those guys that's just impossible not to like. Super likable. I remember the first time I saw him in anything was that ER episode where he, he had a guest spot. And he was uh, screwing around with Nurse Hathaway. He was, he was trying to... I don't know, he's some kind of criminal and, and he kidnapped her and in, in the ER unit. And that was the first time I saw him. I hadn't seen Train Spotting yet, so I, I hadn't been introduced to him. That was my, I said, oh man, this guy is going to be a, a, you know, he's going to be something. You don't usually say that when you just see a guest appearance of a nobody, but you could just tell this guy had it. And, you know, Phantom Menace, you know, the, you know, the, the, you know, a lot of people bag on the Jar Jar Binks stuff. They bag on uh, Jake uh, and his performance there, uh, Jake Lloyd, uh, you know, hey, Liam as Quigon, and he was an understated uh, Quigon. I think the big problem with Phantom Menace is, you know, without, without Han Solo, there was no humor. It didn't have that kind of tongue-in-cheek fun factor. Jedi's just aren't fun. Now, Ewan tried to make it as fun as possible with the writing he had, and uh, he was, you know, he was the highlight of the whole of the of the Phantom Menace for sure. Especially his fight with uh, Darth Maul. That was badass. Definitely uh, got to be in in the top five. Uh, saber duels all time so you and you know and then you know the other movies were you know uh, attack the clones and uh, revenge of the sith revenge of the sith was excellent uh far better caliber than the other so we've been waiting and then with the success of the mandalorian and i guess the muted success of boba fett boba fett and disney plus really wanting to launch this thing um you know, and the previews we've seen all look really, really good. But my, um, you know, I've got a lot of fears. I, I fear that they're going to turn this into the Layla show again, like they did with Moon Knight. And, um, you know, I'm going to go in optimistic. But I just look at this cast and I say, wow, you know, I think Joel Edgerton is finally going to be able to show some chops. He was very young when we saw him at the end of, Return of Revenge of the Sith, when uh, 
uh, Obi-Wan left Luke with him and Aunt Maru and uh, Baru. I always say Maru, Baru. Uh, you know, and and the, I I think that's an interesting story too. The the Bonnie PC, uh, she she is one of those whack jobs from um, Nexium. She was a Nexium cult member, and then she was part of that series that broke out of Nexium. And uh, gosh, what was that called again? It was. Uh, it was a pretty good series about Nexium, and uh, she she was she was I guess they're not they're not putting that in her credits on IMBD because uh, that's kind of a black mark. I can't believe they cast her in this thing after that whole Nexium debacle. Um, so there's an interesting and and she was mentioning how she was really looking forward to them casting her as Baru again so uh in that in that nexium piece so you know i think that's an interesting angle uh you know rupert uh you know rupert uh friend is so good he's such a good actor so seeing him as the grand inquisitor and bringing back that whole narrative from clone wars and and uh, rebels uh the inquisitors I think that's a great add to the uh, Star Wars universe. Knowing that we're going to have a young Luke, knowing that we're going to have a young Leia Organa. I didn't realize that until I looked at this. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it, you know, but I mean, this is just the cast and the, and the greatest, the greatest element of this whole thing is that we got Hayden back a more mature Hayden. Let's hope. Uh, and I think, he got better as the as the prequel went, but to see some Hayden, uh, and Hayden, you know, he had some other roles. That, I mean, he had some other roles that were dog shit, but he, I mean, Life as a House is literally one of my favorite films of that period, um, and he really showed some range there. He just kind of was came off whiny. He was whiny millennial before it became like really wide known that they were like um, whiny like that. And he was just kind of a, our first like distaste of it. And Lucas, Lucas just, he's not a director, you know, he doesn't direct actors. I've heard so many interviews and read so much about that. You know, he's, that's just not his thing. You know, he doesn't guide and direct them that much. So, but I think a more mature Hayden, I want to see Hayden in everything now. You know, Ahsoka, uh, everything, and or you know, just put him in everything. Uh, Knights of the Republic, whatever, Rangers of the Republic, whatever that's called now. Put him in everything. Um, but you know, I'm I'm really excited how they're going to do the Tatooine stuff. Which direction they're going to go with it? Obviously, Obi Wan is in the shadows, but there is a lot they they're going to be able to do. And then the Inquisitors are trying to find him. So, but they're really pigeonholed, right? I mean, we know that he is just, you know, being a a, um, a guardian from for Luke from afar. How much can they do with that? Also, this saber fight, is it going to be a dream sequence or is it going to be in reality? Now, if it's in some form of reality, then it sucks because then it... It ruins the whole canon. And I think they are willing 
to jack with the cannon a little bit, which is a, a Darth Kathleen kind of thing to do. And I really hope they don't. Hopefully they do something where they do the world between worlds, what we saw in uh, Rebels. And uh, they, they are able to either legitimize that so that nobody knows that that occurred. You know, maybe... But Vader would not have to know that it occurred because he, you know, he, uh, you know, he said that you know when we first, you know, when we, you know, last time we met, I was but the learner. Now I'm the master. So um, we we know that that at least consciously, Darth Vader hadn't seen Obi Wan since Mustafar. So, um, but and I, I I'm really concerned i've heard a lot of rumors about this female inquisitor and that how it ends up being her story arc uh and then uh kumali now kumali i liked him i mean the big sick was brilliant uh, you also got um, um silicon valley he was great in but man did he suck in eternals gosh not only did he suck he was the worst kind of sucked. He sucked so bad. Um, he made the whole thing even worse and it already sucked, you know? So it's kind of like, you know, you get a burrito and it's just, you know, the, the meats, you know, just overcooked and the, it's got the wrong beans in there and it's just wet. And then all of a sudden you crunch in and there's like a bone in there. That's kind of what, that's kind of what his performance was in, in the Eternals. I mean, are they going to just throw him into everything to wokeify it? So that's a red flag. Just seeing him in that cast right now after the Eternals, worst MCU movie of all time, makes us wish Nick Cage was doing some MCU or Wesley Snipes. Um, so that's a red flag. So in, in my prologue, I, you know, I haven't seen anything. I've just seen, I've seen the trailers. All the trailers look great. So we want to be positive. We want to, you know, we want to use the force. We all need to use the force going into Obi-Wan. I hear there's two episodes. I'm going to go out. I'm going to clear my mind. I'm going to come back tonight and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to partake and I'll let you know what I think. Um, but, uh, I'm open. I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, it can't be worse than Boba Fett. I, I doubt very seriously. It could be worse than Boba Fett. And even if it's on par, like Mandalorian season one was spotty for me. It was up and down. Some, some episodes I really liked some episodes. I didn't, uh, season two was brilliant. End of season two was the best thing ever done in Star Wars since um, since you know Revenge of the Sith. I would say Revenge of the Sith was worthy was worthy of the uh, in my in my in my ranking system it goes Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, then Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith moves ahead of of return of the jedi because of the damn ewoks those ewoks and jar jar and sometimes when they try to do the product placement and 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 create toys for the kids 
it, it just totally fucks up the narrative and it's it's hard to watch so and also there's just some bad acting in return of the jedi so i'm i'm really um uh, i'm i'm hoping that this can be at least on a a rogue one level if it can be on that level then uh then i'll 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 i'll, I'll be happy that may be a little too aggressive if it's on Mandalorian season one overall rating ups and downs, then I would say this is a huge success. Anything less though, I'm going to flush it down the toilet. I'm going to be really pissed. And, um, but I am going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to use the force. Use the force, Captain. And remember, 